I want to start by saying their names, Akila Johnson and Talia Buford, two black women. The two black women that wrote the article, early data shows African-Americans have contracted and died from coronavirus at an alarming rate. On April 3rd, their article was published in the online magazine ProPublica. Access to much of the data that they shared was possible because in May of 2019, Milwaukee, Wisconsin declared racism a public health crisis. So when the coronavirus hit, Milwaukee County had agencies which were tracking and providing a racial breakdown of those affected. And to my knowledge, this article was one of the first where anyone reported on the racial breakdown the racial background of those affected by the virus and the obvious disparity among black persons. Unlike the initial assumption that blacks were immune to the virus, blacks in this country are dying at higher rates and no one was saying anything. Most states weren't reporting racial breakdowns, not even the CDC. As a result of this article, and again, I have to say their names, Akilah Johnson and Talia Buford. As a result of this article, there were other articles published. People took notice and Congress initiated legislation requesting that the CDC provide a racial breakdown of those affected by the virus. On April 22nd, the CDC responded, saying that while in many cases race was not reported, and while there is still ongoing analysis, the current data suggested a disproportionate burden of illness and death among racial and minority groups. The CDC goes on to acknowledge that work conditions, living conditions, chronic health conditions, and lack or limited access to health care were all contributing factors to this undeniable disparity among blacks. However, the CDC did not acknowledge racism as a contributing factor. And I said all of this as a background to what I really want to talk about. I want to talk about race, racism, and healthcare disparities. In 2003, the Human Genome Project was completed. This project mapped the entire human genome. And there were at least two discoveries. One was that the genetic variation between races was small, and two, the genetic variation within a given race was large. So basically, we're all very similar. So what exactly is a race? Now, my definition of race is race is an arbitrary determination used to differentiate groups of people, and it is often used to assign them relative value in society. So if we are all basically genetically similar, and if race is an arbitrary determination, how do we end up with racial healthcare disparities? How do two pregnant women, one white, one black, all things similar in terms of education, finance, social strata, yet the black woman has a higher risk of dying during pregnancy? How do you explain such a racial healthcare disparity? And is that factor at play when we consider the coronavirus? Well, consider the US. 
We live in a society that perpetuates that blacks are less smart, less attractive, less worthy. Historically, blacks have been expected to do more for less, to have their ability questioned, to expect unfair treatment, to expect no accountability for senseless killings, where where black women can be the most educated race gender group in the U.S., but only make 63 cents to the dollar earned by white male. And this financial disparity is seen in both high and low paying fields. All things being equal, why wouldn't you expect to see higher health care, greater, why wouldn't you expect to see greater health care issues among blacks? I am calling the above examples, examples of racism, which can affect a person's ability to live, work, and take care of herself. And this is how racism becomes a public health issue. So rather than race being a risk factor based on one's genetic makeup, race is a risk factor because of the inherent societal biases and disadvantages associated with it. Don't get me wrong, personal accountability matters. But that being said, healthcare disparities like what we are seeing with the coronavirus are not simply due to just personal conditions, habits, and choices, but also superimposed racist conditions. The framework of our society is built on the assumption and the perpetuation that blacks are inferior, less deserving, and expendable. And to the degree that we remain silent or refuse to acknowledge racism as a public health care crisis, we perpetuate the problem. And sometimes you just have to call a thing a thing.